Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. Got some news and views uh, from a West Texan's uh, biblical point of view. One you're not going to find in your mainstream media. Hey guys, welcome this Saturday evening. And there's a couple things I wanted to talk to you about today. A um, lot of wickedness going on in the world today. And uh, I'm going to try to push through um, this episode. I am not feeling so hot today. Um, I am chugging the Pepto. So <laughs> I sure would appreciate your prayers. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. A friend, a couple friend of mine, uh, friends of mine sent me some information this week. Um, uh, Michelle sent me some information on a derail, another train derailment there in Shelby County. Um, I do believe this is in uh, Helena, Alabama. And so, uh, said it uh, derailed on a Wednesday night near County Road 93 in Shelby County. And it says, according to the Shelby County Sheriff's Office, no injuries have been reported. But a, a spokesperson for the Northfolk Southern says a single set of wheels on a single car left the rails and the car uh, remained upright. Of course, um, Norfolk Southern is using an access road in the 1200 block of Highway 93 to unload equipment. Unquote. The department stated in a social media post, other than the road blockage, as they unload equipment, there should be no threat or hazard to anyone in the area. But if you look at the photos and the pictures of this stuff, there sure is a lot of um, uh, police and military presence there. So it looks a little odd for it just to be a tiny little um, derailment, like a couple wheels came off the track. Uh, I don't know what's going on with um, Northfolk uh, Southern, but um, there's a whole lot of derailments going on. And it seems like it's just being planned, you know. Uh, and who would know that these weren't toxic except, um, you know, they had to release some of that information because people, animals were dying, um, stuff within the area there of Ohio, folks. This is some crazy stuff going on in the world. And um, I believe it's only going to get worse. I hate to say that. Um, but it is. And I want to tell you guys about some terrible, terrible stuff um, happening um, in my neck of the woods here in Amarillo, Texas. Drag Queens host story time hour. Uh, a friend of mine brought uh, some stuff to my attention as well on this. I sent her a little um, thing. And oh, uh, Kay sent me some information back. And this is what one of her friends had said. Ask not why the children should shouldn't. Ask not why the children shouldn't seek drag queens. Ask why drag queens crave an audience of children. Uh, yes, folks. Does that not just... Something about that just should tell everybody with the right mind that something is wrong here. Something is wrong. And uh, these people are perverted. They are satanic. And I don't care if you say they're not satanic. They're just, no, they are satanic. If you're not for God, you are of your father, the devil. So if you're not a born again Christian, I'm sorry, but you serve Satan and whether you want to admit it or not. Um, anyway, uh, Michael Cuvello of the Amarillo Globe News, which I never read because they are so freaking liberal. They're beyond liberal. Says local performers held their first drag queen story hour Thursday in front of about 40 kids and parents at Aunt Eek's. Books in Curiosities on Historic Route 66 in Amarillo. I have no idea where that's at, but it's probably on 6th Street. Uh, present with her 10 and 4-year-old kids was Stephanie Barclay, a parent who was excited about her kids getting to hear four stories told in such a great 
setting. Makes me want to barf. I already feel like that anyway. Uh, she said she had taken her kids to various pride events before, but this was her first story time. Folks, when you look at the, these children look lost. They're like, why are we sitting here? All, every one of them are looking like, what is this freak? Like, what, what are we doing? This person's a freak. And if you look at them, they look freak. They look like creepy. They look satanic. They look demonic. One of them has antlers on his head with a full beard. Uh, it, it is disgusting. It's disgusting, folks. It is mm, Romans 1. Romans 1. Anyway, and I'm not going to go into the story because I don't want to give them any credence. Um, but uh, he goes, I think children, this is Barclay. It brought her children to this wicked, nasty God event. I think children should be exposed to as many different cultures and people as they can be. I think this makes them kinder people. That there is so much controversy around drag is baffling to me. I have never felt that my children were under any threat at these types of events. Unquote. Really. She emphasized that the moves by various states are misguided and show a lack of understanding of what drag is. Look, honey, we know what it is. Okay. Do you know what it is? She goes on to say, I oppose all the legislation that the state has pushed uh, to attack the LGBTQIA plus in drag. Barclay said, I would like everyone to be safe and free and express themselves. Well, I think they could just express themselves in prison all they really want to. They'll be expressing themselves in hell if they don't get right with God and repent of their wickedness. I'm telling you. Now, I'm going to ask you guys a question because I, I want to know too because I don't know what it means either. I'm going to ask you, what does the, we know what LG means. We know what BT means. But what does QIA and plus mean? What Does anybody know what those mean? Anybody? Anybody? I don't know either. You know, they're already bringing in the pedophiles. They're just uh, attracted to minor people. Really? Really? I'm telling you, the Bible says it would be better if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the depths of the sea than for you to hurt one of these little ones. Mm? I take that pretty seriously. I don't know about you, but I think Jesus was very serious when he said that. Now, guys, I have a huge issue with pedophiles. I'm sure I'm not the only one who is a Christian that has a hard time with this. I want them to all burn in hell. I want them to be hung. I want them to be castrated. I want them to be, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. And a friend of mine keeps saying, you know, what if they're Christians? I'm like, well, that's between them and God. But I don't want them living where I live. And I know that's terrible. And it may not be terrible. I don't know. I have a huge, uh, huge war, we should say, going on. Um, within my within my uh, mind about this, I'm, the flesh against I don't know. I need to pray about it, guys. If you have any help with that or what I should do, please send me some information on that. Um, I'll probably talk to my pastor. But I just I have a deep deep hatred for them, and I and I know it's I know it's not right. I know that's wrong because the Bible tells us that you know we don't war against flesh and blood, but against principalities in powers and all these things in evil wicked places i i know i know but still um i did a search in my area and i found one who lives where i live well he won't be living here long um he's um, not even supposed to be here but uh i was angry about that and I, guys i just want to walk over there and yank his 
beep, <laughs> butt out of that apartment and just wail on him. I'm sorry. I am sorry. Lord Jesus, forgive me. But I have a really hard time with that. I do. And I have my entire life. I have my whole life. And when I see these drag queen story hours and all this, bull, why on God's green earth are you going to bring your child to look at something like this? Why? And there's all these these pathetic flags, these damn queer flags. And I'm sorry about my French. I really am. Damn is in the Bible. I'm sorry. There's no excuse. I'm sorry. Um, but you know, there's a gay guy and he actually said, why are we forcing this on children? Why? He goes, why are we celebrating this flag? That flag is a sexual pervert. It is a sexual flag. This is a perverted sexual flag. And you know, you have the entire United States trying to force us to celebrate this perversion, this sinfulness, this wickedness. And I'm about tired of it. You guys, I am absolutely fed up with it. And I know I'm not the only one. Had President Biden pass that title, whatever, if any schools accept any funding or whatever. Uh, you cannot, you cannot stop a man who thinks he's a woman um, from competing against women. When is, when are people going to absolutely get freaking tired of this crap? When? When? You know, I was, I was in competition in junior high and stuff like that. I remember, and after that, I was even, I even, uh, you know, after high school, years after I do, you know, bodybuilding and stuff like that until I got sick with COVID and then, you know, having to rebuild after that. But um, it was back in 2020. But I'm just saying, when you know, younger, when, when, when are we going to get tired of this? When? You know, there are girl, my niece is a tremendous basketball player. She is phenomenal. She lives out in California and she is phenomenal. And she has worked her entire life. Now, you tell me something. If she got bumped because some man thought he was a woman and beat her into competition because he's physically stronger, men are physically stronger. I don't care what you do to him. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what. I don't care. They're physically stronger. If he's going to beat her into competition, do you think that's fair? Do you th I would. Mm, I'm just telling you guys. People are actually are getting tired of it. People are getting sick of it. We're all getting sick of it. And now they want to talk about this trans vengeance day crap. Look, folks, I think it's about time that we all stood up for normalcy, for morality. It's time for Christians to stand up and put a stop to this. Put a stop to it. Open your voice, your opinion. Look, I know that Satan uh, is is all the, you know, uh, Coca-Cola and like all these big, all your major corporations are pretty much ran by, you know, Satan, satanic forces. You know, we can see all these things happen. They're like, uh, and then Budweiser, dude, Budweiser made a huge, huge mistake uh, when they chose that transvestite to, um, be the spokesperson, and I'm telling you what, people by the hundreds of thousands are leaving and not drinking Budweiser anymore. And when I did drink, I drank hers a lot, so they're, ah, ah, no, just kidding, nothing's any better. But they made a huge, huge issue, and I couldn't believe Budweiser did that, because Budweiser is usually pro-America, pro-military, pro-police, you know, police, pro-everything, and then for them to choose that, and you should see the stuff, and I like Kid Rock's video. <laughs> I want to shot up those couple cases of Bud Light. And the whole point, and then of course you have all the, yeah, that'll show them, just go bad beers. You know, that's not the point. I don't think they understand the point. Um, of course they're not. 
But, you know, they're trying to turn us against, they're trying, I mean, they're working the racial angle. They're working uh, this heterosexual against homosexual, against perversion angle. Um, They're doing anything that they can here in the United States to turn us all against each other. And they're trying to force this garbage down our throat. And folks, I for one am absolutely fed up with it. I'm fed up with it. I don't care what you do. If you want to if you want to be a pervert and do that behind closed doors, I really don't care. I don't care what you want to do, but you're not going to tell me that I have to applaud what you're doing or I have to approve of what you're doing. I do not have to do anything whatsoever. I don't have to approve of it. I don't have to applaud it, and I don't have to welcome that crap into my home or onto my radio station, or onto anything, or to the books that I buy, or the programming, or advertising, or whatever. I'm taking a stand. You know, if I see these wickedness, and the, you know, like, I don't drink Coke anymore. I don't, I don't hardly do anything anymore um, when it comes to, like, big corporations. And, you know, it's time to take a stand. It's time to put our money where our mouth is, folks. And it's time to stop being the go-along, to get-along little Christian, okay? We can't do that anymore. Look where it has gotten us. Look at these pastors um, who think it's culturally relevant to invite homosexuals and all these people into their, into their churches. Churches are not churches anymore. Andy Stanley. I'll say that Andy Stanley. Joel Olstein. These folks are not Christians. Those are not churches. They are heretics. They are blasphemers. They are they are not churches. They are apostates. We need to get we need to get right. We need to open up our Bibles and we need to start reading our Bibles and taking what the Bible says at face value. Literally, Jesus said this was literally going to happen and it's happening. It's happening on a scale like I've never seen before. And not only that, folks, what else did Jesus say? There'd be earthquakes and all this pestilence and famines. Have you looked at the world today? Have you looked at the devastating tornadoes that are ripping across the United States of America? Oh, I wonder why. Because we're in Romans 1 culture. Read Romans 1 and you're going to find out what's in store for the United States of America. Folks, wickedness we have turned our back on god we have kicked god out of our school kicked him out of our country kicked him out of our government just kicked him out but we are suffering the consequences of that and not only that we have an administration right now who has turned their backs on israel uh well what does god say i will bless those who bless you and i will curse those who curse you well we're being cursed right now i have i mean god has lifted his hedge of protection from us a long time ago and I hate to say it, but it is the truth. It is the truth. We used to have a tornado season. There used to be a tornado alley. Now there are tornadoes all over the United States every week, day. There's no seasons anymore. There's just tornadoes whenever, uh, whenever. They're happening all the time. Massive uh, floods, flooding in California. There's snow in Los Angeles. Uh, crazy things are happening, folks, because the Bible said these things would happen. Jesus is telling us, trying to wake us up, folks. Wake up, wake up, get ready. Please don't just sit there and go along to get along. Please. I mean, 
if there's anything um, that we should be doing, guys, is we should be telling people the truth, telling people what the Bible says, telling them because you could be turning these folks away from their sin. You, they don't know if they're sinning until you tell them. What does the Bible say? Um, how will they know if they don't have a preacher that tells them? How will they know? How will they know if you don't hear? How will they know? What are you doing? What am I doing? What are we doing? We need to be telling people the truth. I don't care if they're going to mock you or call you a hater or a homophobe or whatever. They call me whatever you want. Call me whatever you want to call me. But you can't tell me that I don't love you. You can't say that because the Bible says very clearly you will die in your sin and burn in the lake of fire in hell for eternity now what do you want me to do just go on because you didn't want to hear the truth because it hurts your widow feelings because i offended you you didn't want me to tell you the truth you would rather burn in hell for eternity is that what you're telling me i don't care what you tell me i'm going to tell you the truth i'm going to tell you the truth and uh if you don't like it well then that's on you um get into the word of god because let me tell you something god loves you he loves you. They talk about um, trans. Their suicidal rate is like 30-some, 39%. Really? Uh, you can affirm them. You can say, oh, little Timmy, we understand. We're going to go ahead and perform this major surgery on you at the age of eight. Because, you know, that's what you want. That's what we're going to do. Because little Timmy has been indoctrinated by schools and drag queens and all this wickedness to make him think that he really isn't Timmy, that he wants to be Jane. And we can affirm that. And yes, you can. Yes, Timmy. Yes, and all this is giving Timmy collapse. Oh, look how brave he is. Yeah, folks. But can you go up there and tell little Timmy, look, Tim, <laughs> let me tell you the truth of what God said. God made you a little boy. God loves you. God has a plan for you. And then you tell them what the Bible says. You don't let them do whatever they want to do. Always say, give them the keys to your Ferrari. Give, give little Timmy an AK if you think he's okay. If he can make great decisions. Yay, there you go. No, absolutely not. What is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. Satan is the prince of the air. Satan is the little G, God of this age. And this is the world entrapped in sin, fallen in sin. We are groaning that we want to go home. Even the whole earth is groaning. It wants Jesus to come back and to renew everything. This is what it is. Do you feel this is where you belong? I know as a Christian, I don't belong in this world. I don't belong here. I want to go home. I know you guys want to go home. We long for our heavenly home. And I remember years ago, like 20, 30 years ago, I'd have friends like, no, I don't want the rapture to happen because I want to raise my kids and I want to do this and I want to do that and blah, blah, blah. I talked to those same friends now like, we want to go home. We want Jesus to come and you know yank us out of this wicked world and it's a cesspool of sin, folks, a cesspool of wickedness. And I, I'm telling you, for one, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of this trans crap, this homosexual garbage being forced down our throats. Our children's throats are in school books. They're all over the place. It's like everywhere you look, and I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it. And I know you guys are tired. I'm fed up with it. Fed up with it. 
And it's time to take a stand as Christians and to say, look, this is an abomination to God, to Almighty God. This is an abomination. These folks, they don't care about them. They don't care about these people. They indoctrinate them. They confuse them. And then uh, they're killing themselves and they could care less. They could, or they're going into schools and shooting up schools and shooting up children and murdering nine-year-olds. Oh, yeah, but it's, oh, it's not that trans person's fault. No, it's because we passed legislation against that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, folks, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. It's because we have allowed this filth and this muck and this crap to be indoctrinated into our children, into our society. That is what's going on. And that's why. But you can't tell those people what the Bible says. You can't tell them that God loves them. He loves them. You can't tell them the truth. You can't counsel them. Pastors can't counsel these people because, oh, no, you can't do conversion therapy. Oh, no. Go out on the Internet and listen to what um, these people who who, who, who have been... um, transitioned and now they wish they had never done that but their parents did that to them when they were under the age of 13 or 14 or 15 or 8 9 12 whatever and then let them tell you their story and you are going to be heartbroken folks this is not a time to be kowtowing to these folks we need to preach the gospel we need to preach the truth we need to say what god says we need to call sin sin just like god said if god says it's sin we need to call it sin The time for laying low and the time for doing nothing is over. We are in the end days. You have such a short time to do what God has called you to do. What are you going to do? What if Christ was to come back right now and take us home right now? Boom, we're out of here. We're out of here now. What? Do you know somebody right now that you're thinking of right now that would be completely lost? Would would, Would suffer through the tribulation if they even made it very far that they're going to go to hell if they died in their sin do you know you know somebody right now you know them i'm thinking of somebody right now is my neighbor over here i'm thinking she would go to hell she thinks she's a dude she's doing all, i mean you know we all have that person we think of we all have that person that we know who's not saved but why don't we tell them about christ because why I know, I have the same thing. I'm I'm with you guys on the same level. I understand. I'm in the same boat. Why are we like that? We need to lay aside everything that encumbers us. And we need to serve Christ like, like like literally there is no tomorrow. We've got to go out and we have got to tell people the truth, the love of God. God is love. God would never know. Look, God is love and God is justice. You know what I mean? There's a hell and there's a heaven. There is no purgatory. Nobody can pray you out of hell. And nobody can pay you out of hell. Sorry. You're in hell for eternity and that's it. If you believe in heaven, you have to believe in hell. Jesus spoke and preached more on hell than he did on heaven. Remember that. Hello. There's one thing I wanted to jump on and tell you guys. So uh, my friend Kay 
sent me this information. And uh, Governor Greg Abbott, I'll tell you what, I am so thankful to God that I live in the state of Texas because <laughs> we have a God-fearing governor. And so what happened was is uh, we had Sergeant Perry um, back in 2020 at a Black Lives Matter event. Um, this uh, the guy he they weren't supposed to be there. They didn't have a permit, nothing. And he is, and he was dropping off a passenger. He you know did a rideshare thing, and his car was surrounded, and all kinds of things were going on. And the guy raised an AK-47 at him, and so the sergeant shot and killed him. Well, he got convicted today of murder, or he got convicted of murder the other day. But listen to this. This is Greg Abbott, and he tweeted, I am working as swiftly as Texas law allows regarding the pardon of Sergeant Perry. Ground laws of self-defense that cannot be nullified by a jury or a progressive district attorney. Unlike the president or some other states, the Texas Constitution limits the governor's pardon authority to only act on a recommendation by the Board of Pardons and Parolees. Texas law does allow the governor to request the Board of Pardons and Parolees to determine if a person should be granted a pardon. He says, I have made that request and instructed the board to expedite its review. I look forward to approving the board's pardon recommendation as soon as it hits my desk. So if you would um, keep Governor Abbott in your prayers and Perry as well and his family. Um, one thing I did want to touch on again also is Biden administration appealing Texas judges decision blocking abortion pill approval. I think I told you about this earlier here in Amarillo, Texas. Um, we had that uh, trying to block that abortion pill. Well, he did. That judge voted on that. Uh, judge Matthew Kasich Markick. Kasich Cases Merrick, sorry, I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name, of the Fifth Court uh, Circuit of Appeals. Anyway, he was a Trump appointee, and um, he gave the government a week after his ruling to file their appeal and request emergency relief before it takes effect. And so he did um, uh, He did uh, go and say that that mefeprazone um, or whatever is not safe. And um, so they did. Yes, he did, in fact, um, blocked that pill for um, abortion. So praise the Lord for that. But of course, you know, the FDA and all of them are getting involved now and they're going to appeal, appeal, appeal and all this garbage. But for now, praise the Lord, uh, that uh, uh, abortion pill has been blocked. So praise God for that. Um, what else? So one thing I wanted to jump on to tell you guys also about was, let me go up here. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, right here. What was the Last Supper? And so people wonder, you know, you've read about it. You've seen the picture, um, the upper room, and, you know, all this. But I'm going to, let's talk about this um, article. It's from the dailyjot.com. It's posted on the 6th of April by Bill Wilson. So, he says, um, as we enter the high holy days commemorating the death and resurrection of the Christ that all who believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life, it is fitting that we understand exactly what was the Last Supper. The traditional Christian concept of the Last Supper is Christ having dinner with his disciples and instituting communion of the bread and wine sacrament. 
But it is far deeper and more meaningful than it appears. Christ, a Jewish rabbi, was in Jerusalem to partake in the Passover, uh, the first of the spring feasts instituted by God after the exodus from Egypt. God's people were instructed to observe this holy convocation forever and throughout the generations. That's Leviticus 23. The Last Supper was actually a Passover cedar, the ritual celebration of the retelling of the exodus from Egypt. As recorded in Luke 22:15, Jesus said unto them, with desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. The cedar requires four cups of wine, symbolizing various acts of God in relationship with his people. The cups in order are sanctification, deliverance, redemption, and praise. Also required is eating matzah, unleavened bread that is pierced with many holes, also referred to as the bread of affliction. Luke and Matthew recall the actual order of the cedar ceremony as administered by Jesus. And he took bread, matzah, and gave thanks and broke it and gave unto them saying this is my body which is given for you this do in remembrance of me that's luke twenty-two nineteen. after the cedar dinner christ administered uh the cup of redemption likewise also the cup after they supped saying this cup is the new testament in my blood which is shed for you luke twenty-two twenty. also in matthew twenty-six twenty-nine. for this is my blood of the new covenant covenant which is shed for many the for many for the remission of sins christ was crucified and died while the lambs were being sacrificed for the passover as is written in first corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 for indeed christ our passover was sacrificed for us not a bone was broken in his body as was required of the passover lamb in uh, numbers 9 12 and as recorded in john 19 34 but when they came to jesus and saw that he was already dead they did not break his legs the passover cedar emblems of matzah and wine symbolically represented christ's body and blood given for the remission of sins the telling of the passover relates to god's plan of salvation for mankind as fulfilled by christ's death and resurrection each part of the passover cedar points to christ and his work of salvation now at the end of days there are so many wonderful aspects of the passover cedar that bring clear understanding to christ's work of salvation it is far more than the last supper it is the story of god's salvation plan through christ the passover lamb of the new covenant he is risen that all who believe in him should not perish but have eternal life Folks, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, what are you waiting for? Today is the day of salvation. And so, what else? One more thing. And you know, I'm always harping on this. You better get you some food. You better get you some food. <laughs> Once again, the coming food crisis that no one is talking about. Uh, you guys can check that article by Michael Schneider at the Economic Collapse um, blog. Uh, from April the 6th of 2023. And that's prophecynewswatch.com. He goes on to talk about. Um, he didn't know that honestly things were this bad. Severe droughts crippling winter wheat. Production in the middle of the country. Agricultural production in many areas of California. Is being hit extremely hard by unprecedented flooding. In orange production in Florida. Is down more than 60% from last season. Due to a combination of factors. Of course this comes at a time. When the entire world is dealing with a major food crisis. As I discussed in a previous article. Even CNN is admitting that we are currently in the midst of, quote, the worst food crisis in modern history, end quote. So this is a year when we need U.S. food production to be very strong, and that simply is not happening. 
No state produces more winter wheat than Kansas does. And right now, less than 20% of the winter wheat in the state is in good to excellent condition, folks. Unfortunately, the winter wheat in other crucial states is also greatly suffering due to seemingly endless drought conditions. Colorado winter wheat was rated 27% good to excellent, 33% poor to poor. Oklahoma's and Texas crops were rated 26 and 18% good to excellent and 40 and 47% from very poor to poor, respectively. He said, folks that live in Texas, we grow wheat and our farm, we have wheat, I'm sure. Uh, and I'm sure they're not very good. It's not very good. So wheat prices just continue to escalate. And that is especially true for hard red winter wheat, folks. I'm telling you, and I keep telling you, you better get you some food. Telling you, we don't know as Christians how much of uh, the tribulation that we will endure. We will see. Well, we don't see the great tribulation. <laughs> but we're going to see man's persecution. Uh, a man's tribulation, Satan, especially uh, persecution, tribulation, all the way up to the point where, when God, when Jesus comes and takes us home. And then the tribulation of, spoken of in the book of Revelation is God's wrath being poured out on this world. So we are not meant for God's wrath. And so we always got to remember that. But then again, you know, we are here and we will be uh, persecuted and we're going to see trials and tribulations. Jesus said that that was so. And uh, he said, uh, if they hated me, they're going to hate you too. And so we see that as Christians, they hate us. Here in the United States, I think was the last bulwark. You know, I think we were it. And um, as you can tell now, they are beginning to turn on us for sure here in the United States. One thing I, I, I like to talk to you guys about, especially here recently, is the voice of the martyrs. Uh, voice of the martyrs. And I got the latest one. It says, this could be our last Sunday together. Uh, and this is talking about um, a Chinese pastor back from July of 2018. Folks, if you do not get the emails or you haven't subscribed or gone to their website, please do. Um, it's going to give you a whole new outlook um, here, especially for us Christians here in the United States. We don't understand like the seriousness of the persecution that everybody in the world faces um, because we've never had to face that here and how dangerous it is and like in North Korea and how dangerous it is. You could be what the tortures and the things that they do to you if they find you with the Bible. We don't understand that, but we see it's coming. Um, and so what are you going to do? Are you going to stand or are you going to fall? You know, um, but we need to, we need to stay in the word of God because there may be coming time right now where they take our Bibles too. And what are you going to do? Are you, do you have your, do you have great scriptures memorized? Um, you know, or not? Do are you in the Word enough to know the Word or for the Holy Spirit to actually bring it to remembrance, like the Bible says? Um, if not, I suggest you know, we all need to be in the Word of God, myself included. Um, but anyway, with that, I I just kind of wanted wanted to, to tell you guys that there's so much, so much going on, and it, it's so hard to keep up with everything. Um, but I want to just, you know, touch on relevant things. And, uh, you know, I do go off on <laughs> some rantings and ravings because, you know, some things are just angering to me, just uh, so angering. And I know the anger you guys too. And, you know, we're just to pray about that, ask the Lord to help us and to guide us uh, and to give us wisdom and to just to lead us, you know, how we should, how we should handle these things, you know, especially as Christians, because, you know, we're, we're, we're just human, you know. Um, so Harbinger's Daily has one contending for the faith, the vital role of Christian legal groups in defending truth and sanity. 
that was posted on the 3rd of April at HarbingersDaily.com. And, um, you know, you guys, we may read that uh, maybe on Monday. Tomorrow is Easter. And uh, that this is the day that the Lord Jesus Christ, um, he rose, he rose again. And this is what gives us hope. You know, this gives us hope. And like uh, Pastor Howie Batson, a First Baptist Church here in Amarillo said, uh, you know, last Sunday, he said, Jesus, uh, Jesus died for our sins, you know, like on Wednesday or Thursday. And he wrote in on Sunday, he rose to give us hope. And so we know he died for our sins. And then when he rose again, that's our hope. You know, that's our hope because, um, you know, without the resurrection, we would have no hope. We would be dead in our sins. That would be it. There would, there would, there would be no redemption. That would be it. But Christ rose again. God raised him three days later from the dead, just like he said he would. And so, guys, with that, I really hope that you will be in a church of your, uh, uh, you know, uh, where you live, that you can celebrate um, Easter with church family. And uh, if not, Athy Creek um, is online. You guys can watch Athy Creek. I love Pastor Brett Meter and also um, uh, Pastor Billy Crone of Bible Sunrise Church. I love him as well. He is online. He's on Vimeo. He's on Rumble. He's on everything. Um, Athy Creek is on YouTube, Facebook, I believe. Um, I really wish they'd get an app. I'd be so excited about that. <laughs> but uh, um, there are a lot of great pastors out there. Lots and lots of them. Um uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hill, Pastor Jack Hibbs as well. He's hope for our times, Pastor Tom, um, Pastor Tom, and then Hughes, and then um, who else? So we got lots of lots of great pastors out there. But the ones that are JD Farag, uh, jdfarag.org, uh, you guys can go watch him as well. So there's a lot, a lot of good pastors out there that I trust, and um, I don't mind telling you about. And you can also go to the website, to my website, BibleProphecyForToday.com. That's BibleProphecy, the number for today.com. And uh, I've got a lot of um, pastors and teachers uh, links to their websites and YouTube pages and all that stuff on there as well. Um, with that, guys, I think I am going to jump off here. I want to read some of my Bible. It's almost nine o'clock my time. And um, I want to get up in the morning and uh, be in the early service, praising the Lord and um just so thankful and humbled uh, for what jesus has done for us and um anyway um with that guys i am going to get off of here and uh man i tell you what um oh we should just be so thankful that we're living in these end days that we get to see this there so many wanted to see these days and they never did you know the prophets and all of them wow they talked about the end days and john and and here we are here we are living the very days they prophesied about. Wow. Anyway, we should be excited. And and um, you just ask the Lord for guidance and what he would what he would want us to do. Who he would want us to go talk to. What seeds can we plant? What things can we do? Who can we encourage today? Who who can we show the love of God to? Who can we show the love of Christ to? Who? Isn't that exciting? You know, you see people on the line at grocery stores. I see people in gas stations, and they just look so sad. You know, everybody looks so sad. Nobody talks to anybody anymore. They all got their face on their phones, you know. Um, I don't know. To me, I'm always like, hey, how you doing? I always want to just, you know, just make somebody smile. Anyway, 
Uh, with that, guys, I sure do appreciate you guys listening and, um, and uh, you know, sending me um, emails and keeping me updated. I really do love to hear from you guys when I don't hear from you guys, especially that you, know, you guys that I hear from on a regular basis. I kind of get a little worried about y'all, <laughs> but uh, I do pray for all of you guys, and I'm so thankful for y'all, um, Michelle, Brittany, Kay, um, lots of you, uh, lots of you guys. Some of y'all won't mention names because y'all um, uh, don't want me to, so I won't. Um, but I am very thankful, um, for all you guys listening and, um, for your words of encouragement. Um, it means a whole lot to me. You know, you'll, you probably won't understand or ever know how much that really does mean to me. And I'm so thankful for y'all. Um, and with that guys, I am going to get off of here (laughs) and, um, anyway, uh, anyway, get in the word of God, let the word of God get into you. And oh, what a wonderful Easter would be if the Lord Jesus would come and take us home. (laughs) But it's going to be a beautiful Easter anyway. And so um, as we go and celebrate. So I pray that you guys will celebrate in your home church or a church of choice. Or maybe you can just fellowship with other believers if you don't have a good church in your area. And uh, you guys can watch Athy Creek or, you know, whatever you want to do. Just, you know, celebrate together. And I hope you're with family and friends this Easter. And so uh, with that, um, I'm really going to get off of here. So anyway, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, come, Lord Jesus, come quickly. And uh, I ask that the Lord would bless you and keep you. And uh, may his face shine upon each and every one of you. And may he protect you with Psalm 91. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.